Hi, everybody, and welcome to the RV Podcast, episode 496. Four away from 400, and this week we talk about how RV recalls, high fuel prices, how all of that is affecting summer RV travel. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the RV Podcast. I'm Mike Rundlin, and this is my lifelong traveling companion, Ember Bride, Jennifer, coming to everybody from um, the comfort and uh, the familiarity of our Wonder Class uh, C motorhome. And we're just delighted to be here and ready to get going. I know. Where's our fifth wheel? It is out at uh, a County Park, not too far from us. We've got a big video and advertising shoot uh, schedule for later this week out there in the fifth wheel. And uh, we spent today uh, hanging out in the uh, in the wonder. And so we thought we would uh, uh, keep hanging out here and do the uh, the podcast uh, from from the wonder. So, yes, we have two RVs. We can't make up our mind. We like them both. <laughs> the fifth wheel, if you're a regular, I get this. We get this question about four times a day. But um, we realize that you know a lot of you aren't hanging on every word we say. <laughs> We'd like you to. Um, and it is a bit confusing. It is. Why do we have two RVs? Well, the fifth wheel is kind of like our home base. And like right now, we've had it for, we're on the third week of having it up at this campground. And uh, we probably will be moving it uh, soon to our property that we're developing into some RV property in Tennessee. And we hope to do the same thing in Michigan. And because we still like to do a lot of traveling in our Class B, we still have our Class B. And one of the benefits of it is we let one of our kids borrow our Class uh, our class B plus is actually what this is. Officially a Class C, but all right, you know what it is. It's a small motorhome. And our kids can borrow that too, so we can so we do can family vacations. Family vacation time. Yep. Hey, quick reminder, uh, if uh, you're not aware, but just about uh, all the time, we have a giveaway. A, we call it our sweepstakes. Uh, just go to rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. And um, we're giving a great gift for summer as you get ready for warm weather travel. It is a waggle pet monitor. Now, we have one right uh, in uh, our RV now, and it's a, a real convenience. Uh, it gives you peace of mind when you have to leave your pet behind in the RV with maybe the air condition running for a little while. You don't want it to get too hot. Well, the waggle will send you an alert if the temperature inside the RV reaches a prearranged uh, temperature that you set. Or you can just call up on Will, as, as Jennifer has me do all the time, to see what it's like for Bo when he's when we're you know maybe out for lunch or dinner or uh, doing a quick look at a at a museum someplace where you can't take your pet. So we're giving away two of those, and uh, it, all you have to do is enter the contest. It's just a simple matter of uh, clicking uh, this link, which is rvlifestyle.com/sweepstakes, and we'll be announcing the two of them, uh, the the two winners on the um, 22nd of May 2022 uh, on our Ask Us Anything show. So we urge you to uh, to use it again. It's peace of mind for when your pet is behind. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about 
and some feedback that we've requested from you and let me just kind of get that out there front again there's a lot of rather negative things happening in the RV world right now as it is throughout all of our uh, of our society in terms of um, inflation uh, we're feeling it with high fuel costs uh, high food costs crowded campgrounds uh, Add to the wildfires out west that have started so early, the worst ever now in New Mexico going on. And um, as a kicker to that, some massive RV recalls. And we're going to talk about that in just a second here. But um, we've asked uh, many of our, our followers, just let us know how all this is affecting them in their, in their travels. We'll share those results with you. But we want to invite you too. Our private email is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. Uh, please let us know your thoughts on all of this. And more importantly, if there's any way we can help you with the kind of reporting or the stories we're telling you about, what would you like us to concentrate on over the next several months of this uh, confused 2022 travel season? We'd love to get your input. So Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. Let's start talking about the fuel prices. Um, gasoline prices set another record uh, this this week. I mean, it's uh, uh, I think average fuel for gas is 4.45 as we're reporting now, uh, as we're recording this for uh, the podcast this week. Uh, and then diesel uh, average price average price 5.56 a gallon. That's just it's crazy. It it is. Now, diesel prices are causing the most concern nationwide to the uh, economy as a whole because uh, the whole nation uh, runs on trucks, you know, and the trucks run on diesel. And right now, uh, leading energy specialist uh, by the name of Phil Verliger, he says that uh, the tight supply could send, get this, the U.S. price of diesel to $10 a gallon by the end of summer. And this guy's an expert. I don't know whether he's right, but he's an energy economist and he's predicting it could go as high as, if it keeps going the way it is now, 10 bucks a gallon. Now in the northeast part of the country, uh, they're already over $6 a gallon uh, diesel prices. And in a half dozen states from New England down the, the seaboard, as well as New York, the prices have more than doubled something like 74% increase in prices for diesel fuel. Uh, diesel is so tight that the supplies are so tight that uh, a number of, uh, of big uh, petroleum companies, uh, a couple of big supply chain uh, or supply uh, gasoline fuel uh, diesel suppliers like uh, uh, Love's Truck Stops and Flying J, uh, they've all sent out warnings that uh, that things are very tight. Um, the president for um, Pilot, which operates 750 locations in the U.S. and Canada, uh, he says that there are extremely low supplies right now in the eastern states. Over at Love's, uh, which has 500 truck stops across the country, uh, they've already had some minimal outages, um, particularly on the east coast. Uh, but in New York, it's so critical that the CEO of United Refining Company, the, one of the biggest petroleum refiners in the country, said, quote, he wouldn't be surprised to see diesel being rationed 
on the East Coast this summer. So for all of the, uh, you know, the effect on the economy is going to be tremendous if that if, if, if trucks can't get the fuel they need to deliver goods. Uh, so I feel kind of selfish talking about the effect on the RV, the recreation vehicle industry. But since that's what this podcast is about, I think that's going to be a pretty major effect. Oh, it's, it's you know, how can you sugarcoat it? It, yeah, it's not good. So, uh, you know, right now, people are affording it. And you can hear some comments that we've gotten from people about this issue. But um, for those, many of the people who travel in Class A's, uh, are they'd like to go with what's called a diesel pusher. And, um, man, the cost of filling one of those babies up now is just astronomical. So... All this uncertainty, and even the high prices of gas, have, are, are starting to have a, a crimping effect, I think, on RV travel. We're hearing and seeing fewer people traveling cross-country. I know in our case, we're not traveling cross-country. Yeah, we'd like to. We would. Um, you'll hear some comments uh, coming up in, in the next segment about that. But uh, we, again, would love to hear what your thoughts are. Just send us at mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. So that is a big issue, uh, this whole uncertainty of fuel and the possibility of $10 a gas, $10 a gallon diesel fuel by summer or diesel rationing, um, pretty major effect. But then there's this story that just broke last week. Uh, RV manufacturers uh, uh, have issued, or have been, are being forced out by the National Transportation, uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA. Uh, they are in charge of all vehicle safety recalls and they have uh, ordered recalls now on something like uh, 22,000 RVs uh, from a number of different manufacturers between the years 2021 and 2022. They have uh, dangerous RV cracked and or porous LP gas fittings. Now, um, you look at them and they, they seem okay but they said that uh, they have identified a flaw in many of them made by a company in Goshen, Indiana. Uh, contaminated brass was used, and uh, these brass fittings may look completely normal, but it created a weakness in the metal so that when the fitting is, tighted, is tightened, it can crack and then LP gas can escape. And this is, uh, this is causing some, some really uh, big issues. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, they're not even going to send out the recall notices, the manufacturers, seven different manufacturers, until July 1st. People are going to be on the road. They, they don't even know about that. And uh, Ron Berg, who, uh, or I don't know if it's pronounced Berg or Burge, but he runs the RV Lemon Law website. He's the one who has uh, really tried to get the word out about this. And by the way, we reached out to him to see if we could get him to talk on the podcast. He didn't return our call. But uh, he says the problem here is that when one company, one supplier makes the same exact part for a bunch of different RV manufacturers, and if they make it wrong, that defect can affect thousands of RV owners from different companies and becomes all tied up in bureaucracy and confusion. And, of course, the higher risk here is that these recall notices aren't scheduled to go out for some reason until July 1st, even though the National Highway Traffic Safety uh, Group announced the recalls last week. So there's a lot of confusion. Don't 
send questions to us because we don't know any more and we just reported, but we want to get this news out there. Um, call your RV dealer or call the manufacturer of your RV, um, but we want to give you the names of some of those companies that are involved. Uh, we will put those in the show notes so you can go look at the show notes at rvlifestyle.com and you can see the list of all of these. But again, don't write us. We know no more than what we're saying here, but you can contact your RV dealer. But since notices aren't even going out until July 1st, I don't know how helpful they're going to be. But you need to be aware of that. Uh, that is a potential serious issue, uh, leaking LP fitting, right? Uh, it's... Yeah, what do you say about all I this? mean, if it, it seems to me like if it were really dangerous, they wouldn't they wait wouldn't say July first. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. And uh, I was hoping we could get that uh, Ron guy on, the attorney, but uh, we couldn't get him to return a call or, or reach out to us. Maybe, you know, yeah, he's busy, I guess, huh? But um, that's out there, and a lot of people have been writing us saying, what do we, what, what's the story? And all I know is what we just reported, but it's a big story. So how is all this negative stuff affecting people's RV travels. That's what we wanted to know. And when we come back, we'll let you know. Bottom line is, I think most people seem to be saying they're going to alter their schedule a little bit, but they're going to keep on RVing. So that's kind of been our philosophy. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after this. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites, well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. On May 21st, there is a big lakefront sales event at the Landings in Tennessee. Jennifer and I visited the Landings just west of Nashville, and they offer incredible lakefront RV properties up to 70 times the size of a typical RV lot with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you own it outright. It's not a timeshare. It's your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet-friendly. It's gated and secure, and they have high-speed internet, even free RV and boat storage. It's a wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts start at only $59,900. There's financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlakefrontland.com. That's rvlakefrontland.com. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free, and battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have, and they'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for your feedback to the question, how are all of these uh, recalls, high fuel prices, uh, crowded campgrounds, how is all this negativity 
that is out there about the RV lifestyle these days. How's that affecting your summer travel? So we've got a number of responses that are kind of representative of a whole bunch that we've received. And let's start right now. Okay, from Mike. Love your new fifth wheel. It looks awesome. As for traveling this year, living here in Oregon, we have decided to keep our trips to the Pacific Northwest. We are on fixed incomes, and when it comes to fuel cost, it is really putting a crimp on how far uh, we really want to go. We did cancel our trip to Jackson Hole, hoping to make that trip next year. I'm really looking more and more at doing some boondocking to help with the campground costs. I need to purchase your guide to boondocking. Mm -hmm. And uh, these uh, trying times, we are trying to do our best to get out and enjoy our trailer. Love your daily emails. The information you provide is very helpful. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I think that's a response a lot of people have is, you know, okay, where do we adjust? Where do we adjust? Uh, I heard from somebody who said just a, a trip to and from, uh, I think it was uh, one of the Midwestern states, Ohio and Las Vegas, they were going back and forth and it was uh, uh, going to cost them, they projected close to $2,000 in fuel costs. Uh, and when you're on a fixed income, the only thing you can do is go back to work. This is why I think this buy your own land and camp wherever you want in an area you like is, is, uh, is so trending right now. But uh, I'm noticing at the at the park where we have our fifth wheel, um, there's a lot of people that are staying there all season long. And they said they have more seasonal rentals than they've ever experienced before. People still want to enjoy the RV lifestyle, but they just don't want to have to uh, pay those high fuel costs as they go around. Uh, here's another one. And this one comes from Scott T. And he says, with the rise in fuel costs, we have found that our fuel costs have almost doubled. We were lucky to find a 35-foot Jayco fifth wheel on a lakefront lot. So mm. we bought it and we put our travel trail up for sale. Our travel trailer up for sale. Within 48 hours, we had bought the fifth wheel and sold our three-year-old travel trailer. We're trying uh, to be a seasonal camper. The cost for the seasonal lot versus the cost of the fuel we would have consumed, we think uh, the seasonal lot will be cheaper. And this is uh, Scott. He's actually from Manitoba, Canada. And um, that's pretty interesting. There's somebody who sold a travel trailer they had for a, um, you know, a fifth wheel that they could leave in one spot. Mm -hmm. Now this one, though we don't like the high gas price, this, this will not stop us from going where we want to go. My husband and I are in our late 60s, early 70s, with some health issues. No time to waste worrying about gas prices. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I've, we've heard that from a number of people. Uh, same thing that, you know, well, you know, uh, I think a lot of people figure that they've lost two years of travel like they'd like to do because of COVID. And then all this stuff now, um, a lot of people don't have three years to sit and sit out and wait. And, you know, they would like to follow through their dreams. So... Here's one uh, from uh, Doug and Rick, uh, and Rick was R-I-C. Um, well, now we know how it feels to spend $100 at the pump. <laughs> we had only 240 miles on the odometer of our uh, 85, 95 Chevrolet road truck. This figures out to 40, 4, 41.6 cents per mile. 
This is the first time in my 83 years that I have put $100 of fuel in any vehicle. Something must be done about this. It's good to see you all enjoying your new fifth wheel in your truck. Have fun while the fun shines, while the sun shines. We are not going to let this fuel crisis dictate our travels and have decided that we will do and go wherever we choose and whenever we choose. I'm turning 84 August 7th and we're planning a trip to the East Coast from Florida to Virginia and then on to Franklin, North Carolina on the Blue Ridge Parkway. We will have no campground reservations and we're going to play it by ear and overnight where we can uh, harvest host, boondockers welcome, wherever we can find a site to overnight, we're going to stay. That's our story and we are sticking to it. <laughs> and uh, he says, stay safe. Looking forward to a meetup in October and getting to see your Tennessee property. I uh, love what you all are doing. That's Doug and Rick Murdoch, 84, and they don't have time. He's talking about, um, for our supporters on Facebook and YouTube, we have a gathering once a year, and this year it's going to be down in Tennessee in October. That's what he was talking about. So um, they're just going to keep going. I believe in that kind of spirit. Yeah. Okay, now from Mickey. Gas still anywhere from 439 to 479. California is 679. As far as campgrounds, we have lucked out and found places to camp with uh, openings. Uh, we did the Route 66 from Mississippi to Needles, California, Interstate 40. Currently going home to South Carolina on Interstate 10. Found campgrounds in Flagstaff. Visited the Grand Canyon. We are now at Romper State Park staying one night in Arizona. So they're out there enjoying and having fun. And, and I'm wondering if we're starting to see the overcrowding issue maybe easing a little bit because not quite so many people are going to be traveling so far. Uh, we haven't seen any statistics yet from the campground industry, but I, I'm just my gut feeling is, is that with more people staying closer to home, more campground cancellations are going to be made and there may be more spots to campground and school camp. isn't out in school. a lot of the country that's true that's true uh this is from bill and sandy hi mike and jen just responding to your question on summer plans considering current economic conditions my wife sandy and i bought our first rv a year ago and made short trips mostly to wisconsin where our extended family uh, lives we live in minnesota this year, we plan to add one longer trip to New Hampshire to visit friends somewhere this summer or fall. Gas prices are an issue, but we are a couple of years from retirement, and we want to use this time to decide how much the RV lifestyle is for us. We would love to check out Tennessee at some point as a potential retirement base, but that may be next year. We own a Thor Compass B Plus class uh, RV, and we didn't buy it, just to take up space in our driveway. Oh, good for them. Yep. I like that spirit. Yep. And now for Mary. Yellowstone National Park is one of our favorite destinations. So, January 1st, I was online getting a reservation for the first opportunity at Fishing Bridge on May 28th. But as the date was getting closer and the cost of everything going higher and higher, we are reconsidering even going and just doing local trips this year. A friend who is not well and mostly laid up with medical problems told us, No, you have to go. Prices be damned. You never know if you'll be able to go next year. 
so we are leaving soon, even while snow is still on the ground in Yellowstone, to visit our favorite, beautiful place on Earth. Good luck to you, and, you know, do it. Yeah. I, I, I commend your spirit. I mean, uh, you don't know what next year will bring. And if you can do it this year, this is great. And we recognize there are some people that can't. You can't. And that's that's true. Uh, but um, what I'm sensing is that a lot of people are a little cautious, but they're continuing on. Here's the last one I want to read. This is from Janet. And she says, Camping is my happy place. So I am willing to do whatever it takes to be able to do it including spending many, many hours, six to 12 months in advance if necessary, securing campground reservations where I want to stay. I admit it is stressful and you have to know the tricks to get the places you want. But once reservations are set, I can't wait for camping season to begin. Uh, and that's uh, from Jan. Well, thank you, Jan. And um, it is, camping season is here. <laughs> so that's just a cross section this, I think, pretty representative of everything we've heard uh, from people, both in person that we've run into as we've been uh, visiting campgrounds and uh, from the email and the questions that we get from you. Um, for us, we are not planning any cross-country trips. Um, we do plan some fairly long-distance trips between Michigan and Florida, and, and I guess that's kind of cross-country from the north to the south, but we're not heading west this year, which we would like to have done. We would have liked to have gone up to the Maritimes, and we've wanted to do those two trips for a couple of years now. COVID kept us go from going last year and the year before. Uh, this year, it's just, um, you know, the possibility of a diesel shortage, uh, you know, diesel rationing. So we want to see where that goes, but we are planning to do as much camping uh, in some of our favorite places, like we're going off to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for a week, uh, right around uh, Memorial Day. So... And you'll see us on the road to Tennessee and other places like that. So we'll keep uh, playing it by ear. You keep sharing your plans with us. Send it to us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. All right. We've got lots of questions and we'll get to those in just a minute. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Okay, now it's time for the questions that you send us. And so let's get going with our first question. I've been enjoying the video with all the information and your experiences. We should be getting our 3500 truck any day. And with that, we will be uh, searching for a fifth wheel. 33 feet would be our max for length. My question is about driving. Did I hear that you took a class? Also, I love to drive and want to share that with my hubby. We uh, have uh, driven pulling our 18-foot boat 
and have an eight-foot cargo trailer, but a fifth wheel will be quite a different beast. Once you get more time driving, would you please share your thoughts? I would be interested in taking a class on maneuvering a trailer. Kathy, I think you're ready to go. If you can pull a boat and everything else, I don't think you're going to have any trouble pulling the fifth wheel. You know, a lot of people have emailed us about, uh, we've mentioned several times that one of the videos we have coming up is uh, Jennifer goes to driving school. And um, they asked us just the other night on our Ask Us Anything Sunday night live stream. But uh, um, you did go to a driving school. I did. Uh, we sat in a classroom for a little bit. Yeah. And learned some tips. Yes. And it was very helpful. And Jennifer got behind the wheel. You actually got behind the wheel and towed it before I did. That's right. I went first. <laughs> yes. Well, I videotaped it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was... Uh, it was it, fun. It was a very educational trip. And it gave both of us, uh, I think, a lot of confidence. And people have all said, well, can I go to that school? Well, that one was sponsored by uh, Keystone. Uh, they put it on. And they do these, these um, driving schools at some of the rallies they have for their mm -hmm. owners. And we were there as part of a tour and uh, because we promised that we were going to do a video on it. And we were also getting a new Keystone and they don't want us to wreck it. Uh, we got them to, <laughs> How uh, would that look? to give us a private class and it was awesome. And we, we did videotape it and it's uh, coming. a couple of weeks we'll have that one for you. Okay, here's a question from a reader named Tony. Tony just bought a new fifth wheel and it has a rear hitch on the back. And it's a two-inch hitch, which is the small one, and it can it's rated at 150 pounds. But the problem is he has two e-bikes, and the e-bikes each weigh 60 pounds, and the hitch for the e-bikes weighs uh, about the same, so he's well over that 150-pound limit. And his question is this: He said, uh, the, "I called the RV company, and they said that if I modify the hitch of the frame, it will void the warranty." So my question is: Is a how do I get them to reduce the weight on the hitch uh, uh, or find a lighter bike rack for e-bikes or to convince the company to increase the hitch capacity? Well, I don't think the company's going to increase the hitch capacity. No, I don't think so either. I mean, Maybe that, in time. Yeah, uh, you know, I always say, they, you know, the, that would require an engineer and they'd have to, they'd have to do all this testing and it's, it's more complicated than it sounds. So... They're so going the to do easiest that. thing to do is reduce the weight of the bikes. I still don't think we can get you in that uh, 150 pound range. Maybe uh, the only the lightest e-bike I know is from the company that makes the bikes we have, the foldable bikes, Electric L E C T R I C, Electric. You can find them on our partners page at RVLifestyle.com. We have two of their models, but they just came out with a. Uh, it's called the Electric. XP light, which is about 20 pounds lighter. So they weigh right around 40 pounds or so. So you still are going to be over your limit in your case. But, um, and I don't know of a, you know, of a, you need a heavy duty hitch uh, for the, a rack for the bikes to sit on. And I don't know how you can get a lighter one for them to go. It's a shame because you'd think that the RV companies realize that e-bikes are so popular with RVers. We're lucky in our new fifth wheel. We have um, uh, we have a hitch in the back, and uh, it has a 300 pound weight limit. So we can take our two 65 pound uh, bikes and our 65 pound uh, hitch or rack, and we can beat that 300 pounds. So we're going to be able to carry our e-bikes with us, which will be really nice. 
but a lot of them have just a real um, very lightweight hitch and that's the case with with Tony so uh, good luck with getting the manufacturer to change they aren't but maybe you can find uh, some lighter bikes all right um, here's kind of a group answer to a question we have it says what stuff do you use to clean the inside walls of your RV uh, this comes from Sue via our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And Sue says the RV they bought was owned by smokers. Yuck. Uh, she says, I have that wallpaper stuff and my ceiling has a yucky yellow look. So that is a problem. I think that I wouldn't know how to get that smoke out because it just... It permeates you know, yeah, everything. It's in there. Uh so that was posted on our group and we got, I mean, dozens and dozens of responses. And there's a number of products people suggested and I'm just going to go over some of them. Um, some people say uh, uh, that you should paint the ceiling, that you should remove all the wallpaper, any cloth surfaces. Uh, the paint they say to use is Kills, that K-I-L-Z. Mm -hmm. um, they rec some people recommend a product called uh Odoban, O-D-O-B-A-N, which you can find at Home Depot and the big box stores. They say buy it by the gallon or spray can, a spray bottle. Uh, others recommend something called TSP. It's trisodium phosphate. Uh, you can get it at any hardware store or Walmart. Uh, it uh, cleans the walls. But uh, many say you need a, you'll need a commercial ozone generator to neutralize the tar and the nicotine. But we have um, uh, an answer from a professional that I want to read to you, and, and it's pretty, pretty grim. You want, can you see that? You, you read that? it. You're closer. Okay. Our screen is right here. Uh, this is from uh, Peter, who says, I clean uh, walls and buildings professionally, and we've done homes where the person lived for 15 years and chain-smoked. He says, listen to this. He says, smoke and nicotine is like fire damage. Start replacing as much as possible. You can try to clean first, but it may be more cost-effective to literally strip it right down to the walls, the, the studs. Replace items. Your AC unit for sure should be pulled along with all the ductwork. He said, we have done uh, this many times where people say, well, let's clean it first, but we always have to come back after many hours of elbow grease only to remove and replace. If you start stripping down the interior, try to remove as much as possible down to the skeleton. Clean, encapsulate, and then install new as needed. That's pretty depressing. That is very depressing. But it's you cannot get rid of that smell, particularly if, if, uh, if it's gone on for a long time. Some people, when they sell these things, they kind of mask the smell with a lot of perfume and new car aerosol spray but it comes right back through. And uh, there's not a lot of, of uh, success there in, in what and we're saying. And if you have allergies, if you, somebody, your loved one has allergies, man, you just got to start over. So uh, in our case, we were really worried that the truck we bought to tow our fifth wheel, could we bought a used one, we were worried that it was, it was from a smoker. And fortunately, it wasn't. Because you they couldn't have said. They've got a lot of uh, cleaning product in there. It, it does have a smell that's not normal. Yeah, well... I we'll think, find out. Yeah, we'll find out as soon as the sun starts baking through yeah. a little bit. 
All right, those are the questions, the comments, uh, the news. Uh, give us an idea of what you think about all this. Again, our email is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. We love hearing from you. That's our private email, and you can reach us anytime with that. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll be back next week with another edition of the RV Podcast. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>